<laughs> yeah. I'm sensei. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, here we are. So Bet. welcome back to the DJ Amos pod, guys. Today I got my boy Sensei with me. Let's go. Yes, sir. A new friend, a DJ friend. I just met him about a month ago at our Ronnie on Saturn show. Dude. Halloween show. Crazy show, bro. Such a good time. Sheesh. We um we had our own opening sets and then we closed the night out back to back. My first time doing a back to back set. Had a freaking blast, dude. Dude. Yeah, one of the craziest back to back sets I've been a part of, bro. Like that was like it was just like flowing the it was. whole time it was like, flowing it was flowing we were having fun the crowd was having fun yeah dude you were doing like backflips and shit <laughs> not dude. quite i wish, <laughs> yeah. I wish. that I, was crazy yeah. bro but I, ha- I had a lot of good i had a lot of people say good things about that set like that they liked us together and ha- that we did good so yeah i like positive feedback and plus i had fun so that's the most important thing yo for real so make sure you have fun yourself right exactly yeah. hey 2024 promoters if y'all listening yeah 2024 back to back djs we're out here <laughs> yeah saying? we are out here <laughs> hell yeah yes sir well dude it's good to have you how you been dude i have been pretty good honestly this year's been like it's been like such a roller coaster because mm-hmm. it's been like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows yeah. So I I've been like surviving the last the last couple months of the year. I feel that, <laughs> but it's looking up now. You know, I think uh, with like any sort of like struggle comes like opportunity for growth. Absolutely. So like the only way I could really look at it at is you know everything that I went through has has got me to where I am right now, and uh, where I'm where I'm at right now is pretty solid. You know, I've grown a lot in the past year. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, that's that's the thing about this music bi- business we chose to be in. It's lowest of lows yep. and the highest of highs. That's what comes with it. Yeah, dude, it's a roller coaster, yeah. and it's something that you don't even really like figure out until like you start to get into yeah. it. Like one of like something that I struggled with a lot was like post show depression type mm, yeah. thing. Because you're looking at looking forward to the show leading up to it, then you're like, fuck now what? It's over. Yep. I feel exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And like when you're playing a show, you're on such a high. So like even just going back to normal life like feels like a fall. Yeah. So then like normal life feels like still a fall. So then if anything happens that throws right. you off, then it's like, it's what is like, happening? Fuck, what's the point of this now? <laughs> yeah. I know, dude, it's crazy. It's the life we live and here that's where we're at. So we just got to figure it out and deal with it. Yeah, that's for right. real. It really, yeah. Just addicted to it, yeah. honestly. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about how you got started out. DJing like what made you what made you want to do it in the first place did you see someone else do it and you're like shit I want to do that or what made you want to start DJing so I have been um I've been pursuing music for a really long time but I've never been good at it mm-hmm. until this mm-hmm. like when I was a kid I wanted to be like a rapper and I would make songs about like grocery stores nice. and stuff <laughs> dude with my cousin so so uh 
like and that was terrible it was all terrible so i gave up my rap career did you make beats and shit no i didn't make anything went on youtube it was like the cheapest of cheap setups like (laughs) i would like record stuff like on my xbox microphone and then like get the audio and then rap over it with my xbox microphone (laughs) (laughs) and then that's amazing dude it was so bad that's so good that's a great story though (laughs) yeah dude that's so funny and then um and then i started pursuing like uh like metal music when i was in uh like high school because i went through a super crazy emo phase uh for a second my name was tanner goes raw yeah dude i used to like (laughs) play guitar no i screamed which is even (laughs) worse dude my family loved it bro i would just practice i used to I used to call my grandparents and like show them my vocals. Mm-hmm. I call them, be like, rah, 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 and they're like, oh yeah, that's great, honey. Like you're doing it. That's amazing. <laughs> so I pursued all these things and I was never good at it. So I pretty much gave up on it. I was like, ah, music's just not my thing. I, you know, I took a, I took a music, uh, music theory in high school and I got like a 20% in the class, like yeah. terrible. So I was like, I just, it's not for me. Um, but then I started getting a little bit into like the EDM scene and I started going to like shows and festivals and I got like very, like very sucked into it. And, um, and then when quarantine hit, like everything just stopped Mm -hmm. and like shows and festivals, that was like my only outlet. Mm -hmm. So I kind of was trying to figure out like where I could get a new outlet and uh, these like virtual festivals started happening. Um, they started with like big promoters throwing them with like mm-hmm. big artists. And then um, people slowly started to realize like, wait, like at, like underground, like we could do this. Yeah. So I had a friend of mine, uh, Jake Stevenson. He threw a festival called Night Days. And I joined as part of the like uh, editing team, like uh, the content creation team. Okay. So I got to see like the infrastructure of it. And then once seeing that, I was like, I think I could probably do this too. Like, I think I could throw my own. Uh So then I created my brand Northern Lights, um, which was a melodic virtual festival. I put together a lineup um, and then I decided like, hey, I'll play a set at this. I didn't really know how to make music. So for my very first um, virtual set, I created it all in this video editing app. Okay. Where literally I was taking, I figured out like it was connected to iTunes. Uh-huh. So I could take a song that was on iTunes and I could lay it out and then um, you could like fade the volume in and right. out. And so I would just like lay other tracks on top of it. And I was, I would export the entire like thing as like the entire like set um as a video and mm-hmm. then i would just convert it to audio right so then i had like a full dj set that's it, loud it wasn't good but it was you like do what you gotta do to exactly start out. Yeah, that's what i'm talking about and then um i when i performed that first set i didn't know how to dj and i didn't want to pretend like i knew how to dj because there was like real underground djs like mm-hmm. on the lineup so I um so instead I just did like a meme where I just took uh like plates and I put plates <laughs> on a table and so like I was spinning the plates yeah. and then I had bottles and I would take and I would 
twist the caps on right. and off and like i just put like visuals behind me and filmed okay. it and like that was my very was first set. ever set nice yeah <laughs> was, was that before you had bought your board yeah so that was before i had bought that mm -hmm. and i actually used splice for probably like six months to create like i played a bunch like the very beginning of like my like dj career was spent like creating these sets in splice mm -hmm. and then instead of like um having like me on camera i just started doing just visuals mm, like later okay. into it so i played right. so I, you would create your set and then have a visual to go with it and put it up exactly yeah, yeah. but it would just be an all audio set right um and so like that's kind of how i got started like i just got like from there i was like i really like this that's pretty cool and i i was like ah maybe i'll try and do this so yeah. then i bought a board and just kind of jumped right into it yeah and you were influenced by the festivals you went to so you got into like heavy bass and edm right away and house music that type of thing yeah exactly so yeah i i was off the off the like beginning i was very into like melodic music so um like i don't know if you've heard of elenium Mm, sounds familiar but i'm not familiar with their music okay well it's very like melodic bass music so like pretty like singing and like it, um it's actually it follows like a very similar thing i gotta to, like, check that out that sounds interesting yeah he's dope um what's that name again it's elenium i l l e n i u m yeah i got it yeah, he has a bunch of songs with now he does a lot like he's blown up. So mm -hmm. he does a lot of collabs with like pretty well-known artists now. Um but uh is he a DJ himself? Yeah, he's DJ a DJ producer. as well. Yeah. yeah, so he's a DJ producer. So I listened to a lot of melodic music and then um but I really liked heavy bass music. Yeah. Heavy bass music, there was just something about like going to a show mm -hmm. and like headbanging. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just like and from like metal days, it just worked yeah. so well. Did you go to metal shows and headbang before you went to festivals? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so similar, dude. It's just like the music's a little different, but it's all like the same vibe kind of, right? It's crazy. Like when I like now that I'm more into production, like seeing the where some of these genres spawn from, like basically like a dubstep song is basically just a heavy metal song's breakdown. Yeah. If that like you see it like. I, I, there's so many similarities between so many different yeah. genres. I noticed that too. I'm into hip hop more. So I noticed like the hip hop influence on like, I guess trap is like a EDM genre, yeah. but that's like hip hop to slow down with more like bass in it. But like mm -hmm. the drum pattern, if you could use that same drum pattern to make a drum, like a hip hop beat with it, yeah. it's just all the other synth layers and then slow down a little bit maybe or something. But it's really yeah, cool. It's cool how like all the, different types of EDM stemmed from like another genre originally. And just, yeah. they just kind of made like, all right, let's go crazy with this. And <laughs> so people can rave like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. dude. But it's so cool. Cause it, there's so much creative freedom in being like a DJ producer. There's, you can literally do anything you want. You can take all the old music that you like and just make it new and make it more danceable too. That's yeah. how, that's the cool thing about like the being a dj producer you have so much creative freedom to do literally whatever you want yeah you can pick like like you picked your lane with heavy bass and now you can and that but there's as a dj there's so many uh different spaces and opportunities for different types of music it's pretty incredible it really is and like blending of genres yep. 
And like exactly what you said, that's the that's kind of the key. Like as soon as I realized like, wow, like once you can produce, you can just literally make anything. Yeah. Like your and favorite songs, you can make them exactly. yours. It's exactly. so cool. That's the cool thing about it. Um, so when you went to these uh, festivals, did you have specific types of DJs you always like went to see? You're like, this is, I want to go there, not here. Oh yeah. I had a couple go-tos, uh, like this artist, Sudden Death, anytime he's playing, I got to see him. Uh -huh. uh, Excision, Slander, uh, some of my new like artists that I need to see would be like Jekyll and Hyde, Muerte, um... I really love this artist Wooly. Um, obviously, anytime Millennium's at at uh, at a music festival, yeah. I got to see him. But there is something kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> so something about like Millennium sets, bro, brings on butt stuff, dude. <laughs> Yo, dude, it's oh crazy, God, bro. So funny. <laughs> there's like multiple times at festivals. There's like people like eating butt. <laughs> People like doing butt stuff, bro. Like right in the front. It's just, I guess he breaks. He the music is so beautiful, it breaks down all the walls. There's no shame or guilt. Just, yeah, you just go and be happy. They're like, it's just us here. <laughs> Let's do butt stuff. Let's do butt stuff. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Is there like, um, is there specific songs or just his vibe in general? It's very specific very songs. Oh, like it's like a triggering song. Oh man. <laughs> I gotta think about <laughs> I don't know. Maybe good things fall apart. That okay. sounds like a butt stuff song. Um but that's the ender. Yeah. That's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> um what's what's your favorite festival you've been to? Like your favorite memory at a at a um at a like a rave or whatever? My favorite festival would have been uh, Lost Lands. The first Lost Lands that I went to was just like vibes were on point. It yeah. was like so great. Like I, I love Lost Lands. Um, but the first one, there's just something special about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Dude, I've never been to any of those. Like no, really? no EDM festival, nothing. I'm, Dude. I, I've been to hip hop festivals, but okay, I feel like I'm missing out. Because a lot of my friends have, and they always tell me I should go. How were like the vibes at like hip hop festivals, dude? I fucking love it. Like, yeah, the best one, the biggest ones were Rolling Loud. I went this year. I went to Los Angeles and Miami. Oh, okay. Um, and they were fucking amazing, dude. So much fun. Okay. The, the energy is just so like I don't know. This the best feeling I've ever had was being at at the one in Miami, just because I love Miami. This it's warm. And then they had so many of my favorite hip hop artists. I was on Mushrooms the one day on something else the other day. And it was just the best, like the best feeling oh, I ever yeah. had was at that festival listening to the music. That's dope. It's just so fun. So it's like a similar yeah. thing, but it's just different, different types of music and a little heavier, more dancing where you're at probably. But yeah, but it's just, it's about the, it's the, all about the vibe and the, the yeah. camaraderie of the people, dude. That's the best part. Some, some nights I would go up front and there's mosh pits there too. You'd go crazy, uh -huh. get smushed in the crowd, or you could stand in the back and just look over the thousands of people and just see like the energy and how yeah. fucking awesome it is that thousands of people are just gathered just for one purpose, just to yeah. sing songs and enjoy life. It's just the most powerful thing in the world is that many people gathering together for one one goal just to i don't know sing have fun 
Yeah. Let, let, forget basically forget about the troubles of life and just let go for a few hours. A hundred percent. It's yeah. one of the very few places where you can find connection like that yeah. with people. Everyone's generally on the same wavelength. Yeah. Everyone's feeling good. They're out there. They spent money to be there. They're yeah. trying to enjoy it. And the energy, if you're in a good space with yourself, the energy in that place is just amazing. You can pick up on it. Just thrive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I love music festivals, man. And they're just, yeah, definitely. They have a special place in my heart. I have been pretty broke recently. So like, yeah. I don't go to as many <laughs> <Right>. now. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going through that too now. Cause I'm trying to redirect from my job to music. So I'm going mm -hmm. through a broke phase, which I'm doing it on purpose. Cause I want to feel what it's like to be broke just so I can relate to broke people. Cause I've always had a good job in construction where I could make all the money I wanted. Oh, okay. But then I wasn't motivated to pursue my dreams and I didn't like, I don't like doing construction. I would just, yeah. the, the thought of doing that for the rest of my life is terrible. So I, I just needed to stop. So I was forced to like make money doing music because otherwise I was just too comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Needed to put, and you know, it really is, there's something about like struggling to, like there's something about struggling while in the process. Yeah. Like, cause it's, it's like if you struggle to make it, then you really have to like, I don't know. You really have to put like, you have to go through shit. And like when you go through shit that shapes you and makes you. So if you're just comfortable all the time, you're never going to go through that hard shit and you won't yeah. be molded into a better person. Yeah. yeah. And comfortability is scary. Cause it's so, it's so nice. It's so nice. I mean, I like oh my God. see it. I like in. I mean, you know, I like to say like, you know, I I do take a lot of risks. I try and do yeah. a lot of things, but but I'll go and I'll order the same thing from yeah. the same restaurant yeah. every time because I'm not taking the risk, bro. I'm not, dude. It's so easy just to stay comfortable. Like, yeah, you could like even sometimes when I have the podcast, I'm I'm like a little shy sometimes and socially nervous. So like, even if I have people come over on the podcast that I don't know, I'll be like nervous beforehand. And, but in the end, it's like, if I could have followed that and just stopped it and then like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't feel yeah. like it, but I go through with it. And then afterwards I feel great. I feel accomplished. I had a good time. So it's like, mm -hmm. you go, you step out of that comfort zone. And then on the other side is like, a, you build yourself up bigger and you reward yourself. Yeah. And yeah. it gets easier every time exactly, you do yeah. it. Every time you do it, you get a little bit better. Yeah. You just bit build your keen. comfort zone bigger and, and yeah. then you also, for me, when I see something happen, I believe it can, it can. So if I do it one time, I'm like, all right, I can do it again. I did it that time. Yeah. And there's a lot to learn in that uncomfortability, like in the struggle of things, especially, you know, like this past year, I had a couple different times where like set, like I would go to like play a set and things just weren't working right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in the past, like if something wasn't working right, I'm like, well, I can't play my set. Like, I don't want people to see me like fail Yeah. this year. I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to fail. Like, I'm just going to figure it out. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to like, if something's not working right, let me figure out what I can do. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not just going to stop at the beginning and like, and just in those like few like sets that have had, like that have been the roughest, like that's, projected me further than I have gone in the two years prior, mm -hmm. you know, in this project. Yeah. So going through that and learning from. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I had a pretty big fear of like working on uh, like playing on CDJs for a little bit. Mm -hmm. They looked like super complicated right. and I was just, I, I couldn't like figure it out. And um, I would try like workarounds and like try to figure out how to make it like the easiest on me as I could. Uh -huh. And then I uh, had my, I threw my second Northern Lights like uh, live event last year. And uh, I brought, I wasn't comfortable playing on CDJs. So I brought my own like board with, right. and then the sound wouldn't work. Like mm -hmm. the sound like the chord that they had for my board wasn't working right. right. So I couldn't play my set on my board. So I had to play it on, uh, on CDJs and like none of my songs were formatted. Like everything went wrong. And then at the end of it, like I just wasn't able to play a set. Like mm. I was just like, I can't play it. Yeah. I have like only a few songs that are loaded on here. So that was, that was, one of the lowest points that I've like felt while at an event like that. I, cause this was like, like Northern lights is how I got started. It was like my baby, you know? Yeah. So like playing the set was, uh, was like super important to me and like just having it all go down because I didn't know how to play CDJs that feeling this year, I was like, anything I'm scared of, I'm just jumping in. Like, I'm just yeah. going to jump into it. Like, if I'm scared of it, I'm going to lean into the fear. Right. Because, like, and and on the other side of it, now, like, now I can play anything. Like, I can, I can go to a show and I can bring whatever they need and I can play on anything. Yeah. And if there's something wrong, I can figure it out. And you're prepared for everything now because you went through that? Yeah. exactly so was, was was that the first time you had like touch cdjs basically you didn't even know that you needed like different stuff with them and all that so well, I, I guess you said you were gonna use your own board so you were prepared for that and then that didn't work out. exactly yeah. i had played on cdjs one time prior okay. and i did like a massive amount of preparation for it and yeah. then went and i tested out my set on like my buddy's cdjs and so for this one, I was like, I don't know how to play CDJs. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. It's my event. And like, I'm just going to play my own, do my own thing. You know, went into it with like that mindset of like, it's fine. I'll learn them another day. Um, and, you know, it just, it just didn't work out. And I look at that as one of my biggest blessings. Like in the time, that was the toughest thing that I could have gone through. Yeah. But the progress that I've made like this year and as an artist and the reason for it was that because in that moment, like I felt like such a failure and like that made me want to never feel that ever again. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to figure it all out. Absolutely. Like, and that's exactly what, what that pushed me to do. Yeah. So, you know, if I had stayed comfortable, if I had played that set, I would have stayed comfortable. I don't know right. if I would have been able to play cdjs by now something you know? something uh bigger more important might have come up where you fucked up then because you didn't go through that yeah it would have hurt you even more so exactly yeah so you know i'm thankful especially because it was my event so you know i had a lot of friends around me so like you know i didn't like even though for me that feeling was still there i had so many people who were like so supportive so like they were able to pick me up out of that for the rest of the event mm -hmm. and i was able to move on but yeah i mean you're right like if i had yeah if i had gotten a different opportunity 
not my own event, you know, something like where there's people like promoters and stuff watching and I failed that miserably, like, you know, who knows who is in the audience yeah. and sees that. Right. So, yeah, always works out in the end, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah. You just got to jump in like for real. If you're scared about anything, just like, just, just do it. It's like, it, it, exactly. it's kind of, uh, oh, shoot, what's the, what's the word for it? It's, uh, experience therapy or something like that. Yeah. 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 And so talk a little bit about what you're up to now. You've been doing some pretty cool shows at HMAC and different stuff here and there. Yeah, man. It has been like such a wild ride this year Yeah, to look back on the beginning of the year and then to look like where like me and my entire team are at right now is crazy. Like right now we have, um, we have just finished out our year um like as a team uh we've done shows this year like i went from playing in only pennsylvania this year i played in uh maryland twice played once in new jersey played harrisburg a ton and then i'm i'm ending out the year playing uh phoenixville pennsylvania so that's my first time ever out there nice so um like the growth and the support from like everyone who's been involved has been like so cool yeah and uh at the beginning of the year i actually did something um i decided i was gonna make a song every single week okay like so i was gonna produce a song it was only i mean technically like half a song because it was it would be the intro the build and the drop yeah. of one song every single week and i did that all the way up until september nice and so because of that like we are looking at production like looking at um releasing like the first ever like sensei production next year mm -hmm. and we on top of like the first song i mean i'm not gonna lie i have a lot in the vault right now oh, like yeah. i have a lot of stuff in the vault i have uh my debut ep that i'm currently like working on right now um i have four of the songs finished on my end i just need to go um bounce the stems out because it's going to be a collaboration ep so every single song is going to have a collaborator on them with vocals uh so it's going to be a collaborator with vocals and it'll be a collaborator with production mm -hmm. so it'll be me another artist and a vocalist okay. so i'll be the first drop most of the time the other artists will be the second drop and then we'll go in and we'll fine tune things together mm -hmm. and then add a vocalist onto it that's sick dude i'm can't wait to hear that yeah i'm i'm super excited for that yeah. um so we have debut ep is going to be coming out next year okay. for sure oh, yeah. the time the time is i'm not sure yet but for sure, by March of next year, there will be the first song out mm -hmm. from the project. So that is going to be super cool. Um, it's this song that I created called Persecuted. Um, so I'm excited to play that out. I played it at a few shows and uh, and people have been enjoying it. Yeah. It's uh, definitely one of my favorites. So I'm excited that I'm going to be releasing that as my first one. And um I don't know if you watched The Boys. 
Mm, no, I think you told me about that oh, last yeah. time, but I haven't yeah, checked yeah, it out yet. So it's got so for anyone who watches the boys, it's got the Homelander vocal on it. So okay, that'll okay. be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so one other like super cool thing that we're currently in the works for is merch. The very first line of merch. Yeah. So. I'm excited. Um, you got to do a jacket similar to that, dude. That's a good look for you. Honestly, I, That's I'm on point. so... Because, yeah. like, merch merch these days, like, you can get clever with it and, like, uh -huh. make it a good fashion line instead of basic t-shirts. Exactly, yeah. dude. So, and at some point, you definitely got to do something. Your style, something like that, because that's a good vibe for you. Yeah. 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 I, honestly, a jacket, like, a jacket would be sick. Yeah. I definitely... For me, like it's taken so long with merch because when I when I did release, I wanted to make sure that the merch was like quality. Yeah, exactly. And something that you could wear like yep. out. Like we could exactly. wear it to the city tonight. Like, yeah. you know. I think more people should do that, not just make cheap t-shirts to make a couple bucks, because that's not a great way to make money anyway. Yeah. If you're gonna do merch, wait a little bit till you have a little bit of something going and then like put the time in to make some good quality merch, because then you can that can be sustainable for a long time and that can be like its own brand eventually if it works out. Yeah. That's my goal eventually is to have a merch line that becomes a fashion brand of its own. Okay. Yeah. And and it shows too that like people can trust you when you release quality stuff yeah. like that yeah. too. Because it's like, you're not just putting shit out there to make money. They they can feel that if they're getting a t-shirt, oh, mm -hmm. I don't want to wear this. Or like, oh, this is good shit. I'll fucking wear this. They, they know uh -huh. they, they can feel the difference when they buy that. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And then if they enjoy it and they enjoy wearing it, then also you're getting the return on investment from that too. Yep. Like the amount of times people have asked me like what shirt I'm wearing, like, oh, what what is that? Like, you know, and most of the time I'm wearing artist merch. So like, I'm like, oh, this is this artist's sudden death or yeah. this is this artist's millennium. Or... It's a good way to introduce new people to you. It's free advertisement. If you can make yeah. a good enough shirt that people want to wear, they'll buy it and wear it and get free mm -hmm. advertisement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then too, the coolest thing is like when you're wearing something and then somebody else is also a fan of the artist. Yeah, and they're like, "Yo, like, that shirt." I love like, that. It's nothing better if it's like someone that you wouldn't expect someone to know there, and you're like, "Shit, I love that band." Or yeah, else. for real. Yeah, yeah. I was at an MGK concert, and somebody recognized my Elenium shirt and came over, and they were like, "Elenium." I was like, "Yeah, whoa, Hell that's yeah. crazy." Yeah, so for sure, dude. It's it's really cool, and you know, if your goal is like creating a community, I mean, that is right there, yeah. and you see that like. If somebody's wearing Amos merch out and there's another one of your like one of your fans that sees it, yeah. then they connect. And Absolutely. then all of a sudden, the next time you're playing a show, they're there together. They're like, hey, what's up? And then all yeah. of a sudden, it's just like it all builds community. I, I love um, what how you're going about that with your thing. You made that Facebook group. You do a good job posting all the time on your socials, like keeping people engaged. I like the way you go about it. I think you do a good job of, of building community, like you were saying, which is very important when you start out because that sets the foundation for your whole career is to yeah. build an actual community of fans who care about you, not just not just people that are looking at you because you look cool or whatever, but to exactly. build a fan base of people who care about you and are invested in what you're doing when you get started, then they feel like they're a part of the journey once you get bigger. Yeah. Exactly. And as well, like building a community that knows that like you care about them mm -hmm. and as exactly. like the amount of times that I've just like 
done so so little as to just be like hey how are you doing you know like just taking that extra moment when like meeting someone like hey how's how are you doing like Mm -hmm. asking them and and like genuinely asking them yeah like and that makes such a difference like to like i have people who are still who still like i'll see them out and like go and talk to them and they'll talk to me about an interaction we had a year and a half ago of just like me asking like yeah like having just a conversation yeah people remember that because it's rare that someone genuinely wants cares about them and asks them about them just for no reason so people remember that yeah yeah and that's that's something that i think is so important and uh it's something that i personally just like outside of like being an artist and all that like i try and make sure that i that everyone around me knows that like I care about like what they're doing yeah. as well, mm-hmm. you know, like when it's because so many times you go about life and you tell people about something you're excited for and they'll just disappoint, right? Like they'll just go dead eyes or they're not, yeah. they won't say anything. Exactly. Yeah. And then you know, like I've seen that make artists not want to do it anymore. Yeah, and that like as the second that somebody who's creative it gets to the point where they're like, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I think the world loses something. Yeah. You have people who have undiscovered talent that gave up because somebody wasn't listening. Mm -hmm. So like, I never want to be the person who does that for somebody else. I feel the same way. I try to do the same thing because I feel like at the end of the day, you have to believe in yourself. But to start out sometimes, if you just, if you don't have other people's telling you that they like what you're doing for some people they'll never Mm -hmm. get past that so i always try to same thing just make sure whenever i hear someone like i encourage them like yeah this is great or if it's not like you're on the right path like point out something good about it like keep working on this you're doing Mm -hmm. good like because positive encouragement goes such a long way with a lot of people that's how my mind is that's how my mind is wired i feed off positive encouragement so i try to repay it back the same way yeah and i bet this podcast is probably a really solid like will be a solid outlet for you to yeah, do that and sure. and has been because people get to hear people that you know their talent yeah and uh, the world doesn't yeah yeah it's great it's it's um for it's a good platform for whoever wants to come on and talk and it's uh for me it's great because I get practice talking I get practice and I get to interact with people and like talk to people for an hour that I actually want to talk to. So I, you know, like I learn things from them because it's not, it's not too often where two guys just sit down one-on-one and talk for an hour, you know? Yeah. And you can learn a lot just talking to someone because that's, that's what life's all about is, is interacting with other people, learning from each other. And then together you can accomplish bigger things. So for me, that's what the podcast is about. Just try to get people together. And it's for me, it, like it's I started it because I wanted to just for practice talking all that kind of stuff I wanted to put myself out there more and then it also provides an opportunity I guess for other people to come and sit on it because I before I ever had to ask people they were just like hey can we come on your podcast when they saw mm-hmm. this stuff so to me that's cool because I don't want to bother anyone to come on if they don't want to but people are loving it so and i'm loving it so yeah yeah i think it's great dude it's it's entertaining it really is like you definitely have something special here and uh you know i listen podcasts all the time Dude, same it's my favorite thing that's yeah (laughs) yeah 
So it's definitely, you know, like, uh, I usually, I ha I only have a couple podcasts that I can like listen to, yeah. like on a consistent basis. I listened to like three hours worth of your podcast <laughs> the other day. Cause I was like, I was just which, like, which ones did you watch? So I listened to the, um, the Friendsgiving one yeah. where everyone was swapping out, yeah. which I thought that, that was, was fun. That, yeah. That was, that, was so that one was cool. That one was crazy. I want to do that more. Just like have. A co either just three people because it's for it's fun because then there's less pressure on me to keep the conversation it's just we're just chatting amongst yeah. the three of us yeah yeah i like that idea yeah it's i'm gonna do that cool. more next time you come on we can have taylor on we can try to be more funny and shit yeah yeah <laughs> all right get a little bit uh just yeah get in the yeah well, i'm like super close to here too anyway yeah exactly yeah i'll definitely have you on again bro this this um conversation is super smooth it's going great yeah but um before we get sidetracked too far you had said you want to talk about psychedelics and your, ex oh. your experience with that. And oh. I want to talk about that too, because it's something I'm super into as well. So I'm curious to hear your story. Yeah. Oh man. So oh, stress before going into this one, dude, <laughs> yeah. this, this is a story, bro. I don't think I've ever, so I never told this on a podcast before, but this is, uh, this is basically, this was my ego death. Yeah. Um, I still need that. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited to hear your story about it. Dude. So, uh, it was, I think it was 2019, uh, hijinks, which hijinks is, uh, up in Philadelphia, a festival. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's a music festival. It's in Philadelphia. You actually might really enjoy that one. You should look into that one. Cause it's super close, like an hour and a half to Philly. And it's not just EDM. It has like also rappers mm -hmm. and, um, like bands and okay. stuff. I went to made an American Philly a couple years back that's kind of okay. similar it's more hip-hop but they had uh -huh. some djs some raving yeah it was in the streets of philly that was pretty fun yeah yeah that one looked pretty cool um but so it's 2019 i'm going to hijinks it is skrillex is one of the headliners oh, yeah. it is porter robinson slander back-to-back -back excision uh i'm trying to remember the rest of the lineup um i think big gigantic was on there it was a crazy lineup mm -hmm. it was crazy so um first day great solid day second day was you know that that was the day that was skrillex that was porter robinson that was excision back-to-back -back slander so i'm like all right i'm gonna go a little hard and at that point in my life i was also, Grandma, if you're listening, skip ahead a little bit <laughs> for this one. <laughs> so, um, so at that point in my life, I was I was definitely like doing it crazy with like rave culture. So I was just like I was dropping like tabs, like it was it was uh like because I had never had like a bad experience with like acid or anything. So I never I was like ah eh, you know bad trip yeah what that what is that? That doesn't happen yeah. to me. Like, yeah. uh, you know? Um, so this day I'm like, all right, we're going to, I'm going to go pretty hard. Um, so I took two gel tabs of uh, acid. Of acid. Yeah. Which that is like super strong. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. So I don't, I'm not familiar with the tab size. Yeah. It's a, it's like, um, cause it's just pure like liquid in there pretty right. much. So you're just, so I had two tabs and then, um, my friend brought like a bag of like mushrooms and I was like, she was like, Oh, you want some? Like before we head out, I was like, right, yeah, sure. Like, whatever, <laughs> I guess, you know, I'll just double up on it. And that's cool. So like I ate, 
a bunch because I didn't really know how much specifically to eat. Yeah. And I mean, she kind of looked at me a little crazy when I showed her how much I <laughs> ate. So I think I ate a little bit more than I probably should have. Plus the acid. <laughs> yeah. So we get to hijinks and like at this point, like I'm kind of starting to feel like something's coming. I'm like, oh boy, you know, this is before we even got there. So we get in, we're like up front, pretty close. And I'm like, all right, here it comes. Like I'm, I'm chilling, I'm vibing. And then this, uh, this like one of the CO2 tanks starts like going off mm -hmm. and it's just like going off. It's like, just like sitting back there and I'm like looking at it and I'm like, is anyone going to stop that? <laughs> like it's getting cold and like, it's like, I don't know, it's sketching me out. I was like, is this place going to blow up right now? Like what is happening? Like the, like my brain is like, what is happening? Yeah. So like, so they finally like fix it. But at this point, like I'm having a bad time. So I was like, I need to go back. So my friend takes me back. I like move back into the, like, just like back towards the back. <laughs> um, and we chill there for a little bit. And she's like, all right, are you feeling a little bit better? And I was like, yeah, I'm feeling fine. So we go back up towards the front and somebody offers me a pen and I was like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll hit that like weed. Mm -hmm. That'll chill me out. And I like just chiefed it, you know, just like, like everything. And dude looks at me and he was like, yo, yo, it's like, what are you doing? And it was a DMT. Pen. Oh my God. Bro. So I was like, oh my God. Like, okay, so now. Some, somebody wanted you to have an ego death that night. They're yeah. Like, Make sure dude. you do this, this, and this. Uh -huh, dude. You can eat a lot of it. <laughs> Literally. And as much of it, like more, like I had never even done it at that point. Yeah. So I was like, whoa, God, I don't even know what to expect from this. And I'm sitting there. I'm looking at the stage and the musicians playing. And at this point, I'm just like in my head. I don't even remember what I was thinking about, but like I started to get into like a, a thought like train. So I'm like thinking and thinking and thinking. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I know the meaning of life. I figured it out. Like, holy shit. And then I like look up and the band stopped playing. And they're just staring at me. And I look to like my friends and they're staring at me. And then I kind of look around and like everyone's staring at me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm God. And they know that I just figured out the meaning to life. And that means like they know I'm here. So like all of a sudden I was like, they're aware of like my presence here. And like, they're not like the band isn't playing music anymore. Like they're just staring at me and I'm like, what is like, what is happening? So I'm sitting there and my friend's like, are you okay? And at this point I'm like, you're not real. Like you're not real. So don't tell me if I'm okay. You know, what I, you know that I know. So like, I don't know why, but like, I just got this like feeling that like everyone wanted to like get me, like everyone wanted to get me that they like figured out that like I was God and that everyone wanted to get me. And so I was like, okay, I need to like, I need to like chill out. I need to like get away from the people who know me. Like that's like, I thought that that was the key. Like, well, they know me. So like, if I stay, if I get away from the people who know me, then like there's less a chance that they'll figure out that like it's me. Like they just know I'm in here, but they don't know who I am. 
And so like all my friends like turn around, they're watching the the music because at this point, like they're playing, but like the guy's like side eyeing me on stage. And so I'm like, oh, this is getting weird. So like they turn around and I like turn around and just start like walking out away from them by myself by myself just like they didn't like i just waited and i didn't want them to know i was leaving so like i turned around i started walking and i'm like walking towards the back and i'm like i keep looking up and it's like i'm not moving and in reality what was probably happening and i was like gone ski so i'm just like walking like you know in not a straight line back i'm like walking around weird for sure and so there's like i just keep looking up and i'm like i haven't moved like i'm trying to get to the back of the crowd i'm like i have not moved so i was like what else like what could get me out of this situation and i was like well uh they can't know who i am like that's what it is like they can't figure out who i am so i was like all right let me take off parts of my identity so i start taking my clothes off (laughs) so i'm like okay like if i take if i take my my pash off that's less of me and then i would took i took my pash off and then i would look up and i was like further out into the crowd and i was like oh it's working you know but really i was probably just slowly moving further out but now in my brain i'm like this is the key so i am taking off so i took off my pash took off my hat i took off my shirt i took off my pants i was about to take off my underwear and then i was like the the i guess the huge like the normal part of me was like was like but if this isn't a trip your dick's gonna be out (laughs) so let's not do that it's always there a little bit you're still (laughs) you're still slightly conscious that was my little fear (laughs) it's like it's like um you had a tiny little little angel or whatever on this side and then the yeah big big devil on that side (laughs) yeah so the tiny little angel finally got to me like leave down the world so i'm like all right i'll leave that on so at this point i have no clothes on but i do have my phone and my bag and i'm like all right took off my all my clothes like i'm still not out so i was like i have to drop the bag the bag had the keys to the car the bag had my wallet the bag had all of our stuff all of our stuff you know for the rest of the rave so i dropped my backpack And then I still am, like, not able to fully get out. So I was, like, my phone. My Mm. phone's the last thing that, like, connects me to me. Like, that's it. So I was, like, oh, dude, it was so hard. I literally walked past and just, like, dropped it on the ground. Like, 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 oh, it was so – it felt so weird. Dude. It felt so weird to, like, drop my phone on purpose. so, like – that that probably was a big moment because like uh-huh whether whether like in your mind you let go not your phone something yeah that wasn't your phone i know exactly what you yeah. were experiencing because i was kind of in a similar space at one time but i didn't let everything go okay. i held on to something so i feel like I still have some of that baggage because I didn't let go of everything. Oh, you know, that yeah. is, cr- I never even thought about it's that like part of the it. The way I was thinking about it, you threw away your keys, everything that mattered earthly, you threw away. Yeah. It's going to fuck your earthly life, but that's what you needed to let go to fully be like, this doesn't matter. It's not about this earthly. It's about letting go of that. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, damn, that's like where, that's the part that I haven't done yet. <laughs> that's Yo. crazy, bro. 
That is wild. I never even thought about like, that. The phone yeah. is like, for me, it's like the biggest thing that mm -hmm. keeps me from ex just experiencing life as it should be is like my phone, you know, or like, yeah, yeah. No, that is a really good point. Cause it was, it was a massive moment. Yeah. Like it felt like, it felt like I was like so free yeah. after I dropped my phone and like literally after I dropped my phone actually is the best part of that trip. Cause up to this point, it's all bad. You know, like even like, this is all bad. I dropped my phone and after I dropped my phone, I start walking towards the back, like the um, the back of the convention center because it's held in the Philadelphia Convention Center. So it's inside. And then, you know, like... Oh, you were inside this whole time? Yeah. Yeah. So we're inside the convention center. Okay. And so like the doors, you know, to get to like the outside, to the escalators that go down to the lobby are there. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the doors. Now I drop my phone and I'm out of the crowd. So I'm like, okay, that worked. And then I'm looking at people coming at me. They were walking into the fest, but for me, they were trying to stop me from getting out. Like they were trying to stop me from getting out of this festival. Right. So I was like, I was like, well, like if I am God, then like they can't stop me from getting out. So at that moment, I like started like, oh, dude, I had to look like such an idiot. I started bending, like air bending to the music because I thought the music was like I could like I could like predict what the music was going to do because my one of my favorite artists, Porter Robinson, was on at that time. So I knew the songs, you know, but in my trippy mind, I didn't realize he was on yet. So like in my mind, I'm like, I'm creating the music. And so like, I was like walking towards the end and like people are coming at me and I'm like, like bro, just like air bending them out of my way. And they were like, I would like close my eyes and they would be gone. Like after I would do that. So I'm like, okay, like it was like, it was just even more of like, a, okay, this is what is happening like this is what's happening like it really is like all this is real and like i am like you know all this is real but none of it's real if that makes sense like and so i'm like i do need to get out of here and so like i air bend them all away right and now now i'm out now i'm in the lobby there's still escalators down and i'm like okay well i gotta get out that door but there are cops with guns and the escalator that I went to was the side that had a barricade where you couldn't go. Were you in your underwear? At I this was point? still in my underwear. And no one like stopped you. Everyone you just kept just doing my thing, did, dude. Did how long like from the time that you left your friends till you got like to the escalator? Was that like a long period of time, or was it? So it had to have been, I would say, like. 30 minutes oh damn 30 40 minutes maybe so you were you were going you were wilding for a while no one's no one stopped you in your underwear yeah dude literally literally i was wild and no <laughs> one was stopping me in my underwear i mean you know i'm air bending everyone away from me yeah so like i would stay away from me yeah too <laughs> like, i wish was there did you see any video of it or anything? i didn't see yeah. any video and i'm so glad yeah i'm so glad <laughs> i just I'm I'm surprised how well you remember the whole thing. It was because it is like 
it was just one of the, yeah one of those trips that was like a life-changing yeah. moment that'll forever be there oh yeah. yeah i can remember like most of the faces and like a lot of the like little tiny things that didn't that don't really matter to the story much yeah. that happened during it because yeah i mean it was like the craziest moment of my life and to be honest it gave me a lot of ptsd too like mm -hmm. just in general like gave me a lot of ptsd from just this happening because there was a period of my life where even when i was sober i was like is is this real like i'd still be looking for signs that it's not real and i had to like you know work past that obviously but like yeah it gave me a lot of like ptsd um so it is ingrained in my yeah. mind <laughs> so um you left off we uh, where you were down the escalator getting to the cops. Yeah. Thing. So I'm looking at the escalator, right? And there's barricade and there's cops and there's guns. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, like, how am I going to do this? Like, I can't air bend the cops away. Like, so I'm looking at the escalator and I'm like, okay, well, like if I am God and none of this is real, then like, I should be able to fly, like fly, mm -hmm. you know, like that's the next thought process that goes through my mind. But I wasn't fully like set that it was like, you know, there was still that little chirp on my shoulder, like the, like why I still had my underwear on. Yeah. Like that's like, yeah. Yeah, maybe this is just a trip. You took yeah. a lot of drugs. Like, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> so, um, like I looked at the pole at this pole and I was like, okay, I'm going to try and like Neo, like jump off of this, you know, and like fly, like do the like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking at this pole and I'm like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Like, all right, we're going to get this. And I run up to the pole and jump. And I'm like, dude, in my mind, I'm like, you know, going to about to like blast off into space. Like, I'm like, this is going to be the coolest experience of my life. Like, you know, this will be everything right now. <laughs> and I just jump against the pole and I'm like, <laughs> dude, just straight down, bro. Just nothing. Not even a little bit of air on it. My shoes actually slid down on the pole. So I looked like an idiot. I would love for video of anyone who got that. That would be amazing. Uh, I was in my underwear trying to jump off like do parkour off of the fucking pole That's in the lobby so i'm like okay well that didn't work um I was, I was still like ready to test gravity so i tried to go down um i tried to go down the s down the up escalator by like walking over it and then that wasn't working i'm like i don't want to fall down the escalator right now like uh, if this is real that's gonna really hurt yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i went down the normal stairs I get down to the bottom and I'm looking at the security guards and I'm like, okay, these are the last people to stop me. Like these are the final people. So I start doing like basically like a jutsu. Like I was like, like trying to like gather my like air and the security guards are staring at me. Like the one guy, like I was looking at him like aggressively because I'm like, get out of my way. I was like, maybe I can think to, and he'll get out of my way, you know? So I'm just looking at him aggressively. And like, I could tell he started getting like kind of pissed off. And then I started like doing the jitsu. Cause I'm like, he's going to come at me. He's going to come at me. And they just started laughing at me. <laughs> so I'm like, this isn't working. That's so funny. And I got a, and then like something hit me in that moment. And I was like, I need to go back to my friends. Like, 
I fucked up. I'm alone out here. Like none of them know where I am. Like I don't know anyone. None of these people know me. I'm looking out into the city and I'm like, I'm going to walk out there like with no clothes on. Like what, what, like I need to go back to my friends. So I go back into the convention center and I like, like Porter's still playing, but it's towards the end of his set now. Right. And so I'm like going in, I still know the music and I'm like airbending the people away. And I'm like, I got to get back up, but I got to do it faster. And I'm like trying to get back up and I have nothing else to like, you know, get rid of. That's me. And so I'm like, ah, no. And then like, I get towards like into the middle of this crowd and I'm just like, I was like, I just think this is the end. Like I was like, I just had this like feeling that like it was over, like that was the end. And I was like, this, this, this is just the end. Like maybe this is just like, maybe this realization is that like my, like that I need to like be done, like no longer exist. So I was like, okay, well, like if I'm going to die, I'm going to die then. So I went into a mosh pit and I just like sat down in the middle of it while they were like, running around i was like they're gonna trample me and i'm gonna die and it's gonna be fine like this is what i have to do now and i sat down and they're like all like moshing i'm getting like hit and like you know like need and they were probably trying to help me up but i was so like in my own like shit at that moment moment that i couldn't like figure out like i couldn't you know nothing mattered other than like what i was thinking about and i just like look ahead and i just get this like really weird like feeling and i just see like literally like like this like just like a i don't even know how to explain it dude it's like a whoosh like like when they go like in in uh, star wars you know when they go and they're away like that's all i could really like describe it as it was just that like and it was just intense and it just like and i like just like like exhaled and like fell back and then when i like opened my eyes it was just like white like Mm. everything was just white and like all i could like think about is like i need to get to my friends and then it just like started like fading away and then it like and i was like what the and i like am now sitting up i'm still in the middle of a mosh pit but like everyone around me is like very like concerned about me like what the fuck are you good and i'm like looking around at the people and they're just like looking at me and i like look at the screen and like skrillex is now playing and he's not looking at me like he's not looking at me like all the other artists on the screen they kept looking at me while i was in the crowd and making eye contact and like doing this this like they were aware of me type thing and like skrillex like like he was just playing and i'm like Mm. looking around like holy shit like am i good like i'm like looking around i'm like oh my god like i'm alive like i'm alive (laughs) what the fuck like holy shit i'm alive right now and like because i thought i died and i was like i like got up and i was just like so happy i like hugged this dude and then i like was like oh my God, I'm alive. Like the feelings of just being alive were just like, holy shit, like I'm here. Like Damn. I'm alive and I'm at a music festival. And then I was like, fuck, I need to find my friends. Like, wh-. And then I was like, fuck, I need to find my clothes. And then I was like, fuck, my phone, my wallet. Like what? So I went back. I was like, I asked the security guard. I'm like, hey, I lost my phone, my clothes, my wallet, everything. Like what do I do? 
And he's just like, there's a lost and found over there. <laughs> so I end up going back up to, to where my friends were at on the rail. Cause I was like, well, if I didn't, if I disappeared and didn't say anything, you know, they probably are just in the same place. So like waiting, you know, they know that was our rule. Like, you know, last, last place scene type thing. Like yeah. if you can't get in contact with me, like be at where I saw you last. So I go back up, they're there. They're like, oh my God, like, where the fuck have you been? Like, I have no shirt, no pants. Like, I'm fucked up, dude. A fucked up looking. And they're like, oh my God, like, holy shit. Like, can't believe you're you're back and alive. And I made it back just in time for what I was waiting for the whole night, which was excision back-to-back slander. So I got to see excision back-to-back slander. Someone let me borrow their shorts that were in their bag. And so I just like raged out with no shirt and shorts on. And then afterwards we were like, all right, well, let's go to Lost and Found, you know, like let's see if we can find the stuff. Because like now the other problem comes that the keys, the wallet, everything, it's gone. Dude, both my bag with all of my stuff in it and my phone we're at Lost and Found. No fucking way. Dude, both of them. <laughs> and I dropped them in separate places. Yeah. Insane. That's crazy, bro. So it was like, oh my God. So wow. yeah, dude, that was that was the craziest, craziest experience. That's like, insane. Yeah. Was the last two sets where you're free and fun, fun then? Did you have fun? Yeah. The yeah. last, yeah, dude. Like After. the rest of the night was just like, wow. Yeah. Damn. Like, I let, I can let everything go, you know? And to be honest, when I first got out of it, like all I could really think about is like, wow, I'm glad I'm alive because I thought like in that moment, I thought I was just dead. Like that was like, I fucked up. I went back in and now I'm done. Like I screwed up. They're going to end me. And like, then now, like I just, I I, like think back and I just can figure out different like little lessons and stuff that it all like, that it all meant, you know, yeah. like the leaving, leaving the people that, uh, that like knew me, you know, and then at the end realizing like I should have stayed with them the whole time type uh-huh. thing. It's been just massive, you know, like, but, but <laughs> yeah, dude, it was a, it was just a crazy. Yeah. It was cool hearing that. Cause I, I could, I've never been through anything that intense, but I can relate to like what you were feeling and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's wild. I mean, it's when you start getting like that. I don't know what, like I, I like psychedelics are definitely something. They unlock like a very different part oh, of yeah. us, dude. I, I like for me the best. Like my therapy has been mushrooms, basically. Yeah, psychedelics because I've changed the way I think and changed the way I view life basically in the past like i don't know five years or six years since i was a kid but all because of mushrooms opening up pathways allowing me to think different and not not be stuck in the ways Mm. that i was taught i guess yeah well and you feel like that has that has helped you a lot oh yeah i I don't think i'd be the person i am if i would have never done drugs yeah like mushrooms weed all that stuff Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a tool. I definitely, it can be a bad thing too, but mm-hmm. I think it's been incredible in my life. I would, I'm super thankful that I, that I was in a position to be able to do it. And yeah, I think going through, going to a music festival and doing mushrooms for me is the most therapeutic thing I can go through. Like it's usually if I do mushrooms, I, for the first hour or so, 
it's not great just kind of like everything mm. i have to go through shit but then once i get through that and get to the other side dude it's just the most amazing music yeah i've ever heard in my life yeah and yeah that that part that opening up your brain and like figuring like thinking in different mm -hmm. ways it, it really does like yeah open your mind to like wow like you know yeah i mean we spend so much time worried about the wrong things exactly dude which is everything but what's going on right now is yeah the wrong things to be thinking about yeah and that's the hardest thing for me is because i'm i'm have i'm anxious about the future or what happened in the past but i'm trying to focus on living in the now because really that's the only thing that matters you can't control the future you can't mm -hmm. change the past you're here now you can enjoy that and experience that and so exactly. often so often i find myself like sitting here like oh i'm worried about what's coming or worried about what i did yesterday you know yeah it's just, it's just taking it's just stealing joy from my life because i'm allowing that the worry and anxiety to take over instead of just living yeah, yeah. seriously and it's you know I, it's especially with like like social media and stuff it's just so easy to get to get worried about everything yeah and i mean we're really not meant to deal with any of this like we are not supposed to wake up and see everything that is wrong in the world everywhere all at once like yeah exactly in our, with our morning coffee we're just exactly like reading about it all we're supposed to be like in communities of people talking to each other yeah like person to person <laughs> exactly yeah that's why like i a huge thing like uh a huge thing that has kind of helped me is this uh so it's this story about this farmer and uh his lost horse uh, i don't know if you ever heard it not sure but um so he's a farmer right and he loses his horse and it runs away and his neighbors come over and they're like they're like oh man that like that sucks and he's like ah, it's, it's neither good nor bad yeah and the horse comes back and the horse brings a second horse with him like a horse that he befriended uh -huh. and the neighbors are like wow like that's amazing like that's so great you now have two horses yeah. he's like oh, it's neither good nor bad and then he goes and goes riding with his son now that he has two horses and his son falls off the horse and breaks his leg and his neighbors are like that's terrible like oh my god he's like yeah, it's neither good nor bad and they're like what the what are you talking about? And then the um, military comes to recruit for the war and his son can't go to the war because his leg is broken. And like, that is so, that has helped me so much because like when I'm in the bad, I'm like, I don't know what's on the other side mm -hmm. of this. Like, what can I do about it? What can I do about it? That's in my power. You know, what, what bad, like, you obviously just can't sit in it, but what can I do to get out of this? Like whatever situation it is, what what can I control? Okay. What I can control, I'm gonna do. What I can't control, I'm not yeah. I'm letting it go. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not gonna worry about it because life is too short to spend too much time worried about things that you have no control over. Exactly. And there's so few things that we can control. Mm -hmm. but we worry about all the things we can't like one of the few things we can control and the most important is how we treat other people if you treat other people well and with genuine respect not just act like you're treating them well because you want but if you mm -hmm. actually genuinely treat people well 
your life is just going to be better. That's just how it is. Yeah. And that's, if you really think about it, that's one of the few things you can really control because like we can pursue a career, we can do all this stuff, but there's still so much that's out of our control. Like we can get injured at any time. We mm -hmm. never know when we can die. Literally. Nothing is really in our control. We yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the craziest thing is that the one thing that, that treating other, treating people good, the one thing we can control is something that most people can't figure out. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's so simple. Just humans. And that's why like communities, that's why building community is so big. And that's why it works. Cause that's what, that's what humans are made to do is be in a community, supporting each other, talking to each other. Mm -hmm. Someone needs help. The community helps them. Yeah. We're not supposed to be alone. Yeah, exactly. That, that community based mindset is something that, yeah. uh, our society has like just kind of push towards the back. Yep. Everyone wants to be him yeah. or her, Yeah. you know, or them or what, you know, like every single person wants to be like that person. Right. Right. The person yeah. they want to be. And like, it takes, it takes a village. Yeah. Right. It's never, it's never one person. It might look like it's one person, but it's, it's like, just like the entire world. I feel like every single person so the way i look at it is like the world is like a big art piece and then like god's art piece or whatever god is whatever created earth but like the art piece and then we're all like pieces of that puzzle but the only way we can fully fully complete our part of the puzzle is by literally just being us because we were made exactly the way we we're supposed to be made to do what we're supposed to do in this big art piece so if we try to be something that's not us or try to do something different, we're failing because we're not contributing where we're supposed to. Mm. It might not be it might not be the top person, but we have a job to do. I feel like everyone has a specific but then again, what the thing that helped me out about that the most was because I always struggle with like I have to do something to feel value. But then when I came to that, it was definitely on mushrooms or something, but it came to me that like just being is all I have to do because I was uh, like the part of the art of the world. My part to contribute to that is exactly what I already am, not something I'm going to do, but some exactly what I already am. So like just accepting that me being here is all I need to do. I never need to do anything more and I'm still not going to be less valuable than I am now. That's something that I need to accept for myself because I always seek validation from other people or the internet or whatever. But at yeah. the end of the day, you're already exactly who you are. You're never going to be more valuable or more important than exactly who you are right now. Yeah. I love that, actually. Yeah. I, I struggle with a lot of the same things, yeah. and I'm going to remember that because I really like that. Yeah. It, I forget when it was, but it was one of those one of those trips I yeah love it. i've had i've had a bunch of those where it's like a couple couple different perspectives of worldness but it's all each one has a different lesson where mm. it's like i needed to hear that at that time yeah yeah that's really cool so it's great yeah i'm i definitely this conversation made me look forward to some more experiences in the future and to explore things further because if you are mindful and intentional with it, you can do some pretty amazing things with psychedelics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for real. And they really they can give you the that like 
oh shit moment like yeah i've i've been focused on the the wrong thing for so long mm -hmm. yeah no doubt dude that was uh that was fun to talk about psychedelics yeah. i haven't done that on the podcast yet hey let's go first one hell yeah <laughs> um i think that was long enough for this time we'll wrap it up here but i definitely want to have you on again this is great we yeah can just you live close by we can come hang out and do some more of these yeah dude but before we go is there anything else you want to talk about or anything you have coming up that you want to share before we get off yeah so um so i don't really have too much as far as like official announcements um but uh you can check me out like and on all my socials uh i'll have them linked in the description too bet so it's a uh, sensei s-e-n-z-a-e underscore official on everything makes it easy if you want to find me on anything i'll be on that um i have a lot of like really cool releases coming out this next year i know that there's going to be some really dope shows going on i know that For you're sure. probably going to see us out again definitely you'll see us somewhere year. next year yes sir no doubt and uh and yeah just uh just stay stay tuned because like this whole movement that me and my team have right yeah. now like we're really excited about what we have going on in the future and yeah. we would love for like anyone to be a part of it. Plus like, like the bigger collective with like Ronnie and me and like exactly, that whole group, dude. like the things we're going to do. Yeah. It's just, it's like we, it's teams of at different, you know, at different capacities, but we like, I have my own thing going, you have your own thing going, but then we all together, we come together Yep, and it just lifts each other up. It's good for the community. Then all the communities can come together and just make a bigger thing. So, dude, I fucking love it. I'm excited about it. I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, man. Same. I'm Glad happy you're part all of you. it too, yeah. bro. This has been, yeah. I'm that show was dope. This absolutely. podcast is super cool. I Fuck appreciate yeah. you having me on, man. This is absolutely, this is a great start to the birthday weekend, dude. Oh, yeah, bro. We yeah, have to get a little fucking Tanner's birthday. We're gonna go celebrate afterwards. Yeah, I'm basically I'm on my deathbed. I'm turning 28. Oh so, shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting up there. Yeah, dude. You know, uh, oh, you can hear him cry, cracking on the mic. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it. We'll see. Hell yeah, bro! We're gonna spin some tunes at the party and have a good time. Yes, sir. It's Drop about to be it. a good night. Hell yeah, bro! But All yeah, right. but dude, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks for watching guys make sure to click that subscribe make sure to leave a like and come back next time thanks for watching peace nice dude that was a that fucking, was fucking solid one, one, my favorite episode. that might have been one of my favorite podcasts i've done to be honest that, that one solid. yeah <laughs>